Kia um, Wellington Access Radio 106.1 FM. This is B-Side Stories, uh, the stories of the people that make Wellington tick. Thanks for joining us, uh, and a big thanks to New Zealand On Air for all their support of Access and B-Side Stories. Uh, I'm very pleased to welcome to the studio a uh, book publisher uh, extraordinaire, Julia Marshall from Gecko Press. Kia ora, Julia. Kia ora. Uh, how are you doing? I'm good, thank you. Yeah. Cool. Um, I, I was just sort of uh, you know, reading about the work you do, and I have to say a big congratulations. You recently had a, a bit of a, a hoodoo. You picked up a Storylines Award, the Margaret Mayhew Medal, yes. for a lifetime achievement in uh, children's book publishing. Congrats. Can you, thank, can thank you tell you. us a bit about that? Um. Well, I can. I've just been up to to Auckland to um, as the award is um, is one that's given every year to to a writer or a, um, three times it's been given to a publisher. I'm I'm the third, um, which is a very nice thing. And as part of the medal, which of course is um, um, named after Margaret Mahi, so that's uh, she being one of our greatest children's writers. Mm. Um, and you, you then, as part of the award, you you deliver a a forty five minute lecture, um, which is long mm. um, and <laughs> quite and um, quite uh, terrifying because you have to have um, something to say. So I to, I, but for me, I I talked about well, like, what what I thought about was was. Um, when we all think back to the way we learned to read as as children or as adults, there was often there was often a person behind it, and then it's not of, it's not one person; it's many people, and they often uh, they they either they notice us or they 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 it's a teacher or a librarian or someone who just who mm. somehow struck a chord, I think, with us and. And I was reading also Gary Paulson, who had, and it was a librarian. He's a he's a famous writer who I hadn't read, but but as part of writing the lecture, I started to, and and it was uh, he was living a he was really living a life in the wild. And mm. and it was a librarian who, who who noticed him, and so my my talk was called um, uh, "It Takes a Village to Raise a Reader." Mm. That's that's what it was about. <laughs> Yeah, and how was that received? Well, I think that when I think it strikes children's books really strikes a chord with people. We we did a folk we did at Gecko Press we we did some focus groups a few years ago, and asked people about what they remembered about the books that that they'd read as children, or or in some cases that they hadn't had available as mm-hmm. children. So there were both 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 uh, sides. There were people who'd had many books and. And the and we asked them. We wanted to find out how they found books and what they meant, and were they important, and did they want what did they remember from themselves as as children? And I just realised um, how deeply it, that that emotional link back to those those early childhood memories of someone reading to you or or the book that you remember. It's very very deep. Mm. 
was it these kind of ideas which led to the formation of Gecko? Oh well, I was very lucky that I grew up in a I grew up in a complete um, a sort of a book. A, we all um, my mother says that if she was to bring us up again, we wouldn't be allowed to read at the table. <laughs> um, we she did tell me that she uh, I thought I was reading by torchlight in secret, but she uh, she let me do <laughs> mm-hmm. it. We my father read. We all read, and and I think. Um, I can remember, and you know, back to those people. I can remember teachers singing, singing poetry to us at school, and I can. Uh, so words and pictures were, were were sort of central to me growing up. Hmm. And and so one thing led to another, and you became yep. a book publisher. I think I had a I think yeah. I had a teacher who said I might be a writer when I was seven. Hmm. Um. And so I I. It did take me twenty years to to unlearn that, <laughs> um, and to realize. And I I like words and pictures together, and and probably never grew up or wanted to. And uh, so for me, children's I've never gone past children's books. It's it's to do with the um, the absurdity and the the way of looking at the world from a from a from that perspective, which I I just um, I do think. That adults get lost once they get past twelve, probably. Hmm. Okay. And so you you didn't become a writer, but you, I guess you sort of look around, you see what other people are writing, uh, and and you sort of work with them. Um. Can you talk a bit about? And I know Gecko sort of has a special focus on books which weren't originally published in English. Yeah. And uh, is that something that's particularly important to you? Well, that was sort of where it started. I I was living in Sweden and and um, and wanted to come home, you know, like so many now, um, and uh, and I wanted to to start working in publishing because I'd been slightly sideways in that, and um, so I started to go to book fairs and learn all about it, and then then I went to one book fair. And there was a man who said, come back tomorrow and I'll answer all your questions because someone mm. did that for me 25 years ago. And and so he told me how you could buy rights. And you know, that was a revelation for me. And then the first, because I'd been reading, reading children's books in Swedish to mm. learn Swedish. Mm. Um, then I knew that, and I was also sending books back to New Zealand to my nephews and nieces, and but they weren't in English. Um so I knew that there was this sort of gap. And the first book I went to buy the rights to, it had been translated into 20 languages, but not English. And mm. so I said, that's weird. And they said, no, it's normal. And um, so that was kind of the Can You Whistle Johanna? That was the first book that um, we've just recently republished again in a nicer, you know, more beautiful edition. <laughs> oh, that, that's great. And so... Do you speak other languages? Just just Swedish. Just Swedish. And of course, you know, like we would. Mm. And so do you sort of have your, your feelers out for uh, non-English, non-Swedish books that you might be uh, interested in publishing? Yes. we um, Because I'm a distracted person, um, I had to, I really set some some sort of rules. Well, because there were so many books and so... We, I decided that that we would really 
concentrate on the on the on the the Margaret Mahis of the rest of the world, um, and that that is quite a that's quite a good filter. Um, so we only really look for the for those books and 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 Gecko Press is small by choice. We mm. don't have no am, ambitions to be, um, you know, global. I mean, we are international. We're mm-hmm. small by choice, but we sell. But small by choice means that we publish a small number of books, and and then try and sell them in many places. Mm. And so you you do need to be really selective about that. We're very selective. Um, that's can, hard. Sure, <laughs> sure. Can you sort of tease out what you mean by that sort of Margaret Mahi like of the rest of the world? Is, is it a, an X factor or a, a special well, quality? If you, I used to do it. I sometimes do an exercise uh, in in a class or with adults, and you you ask who are the five best writers in New Zealand. And if you do that, then you, I'm going to get into trouble now because <laughs> you know, you, we, anyway, if you if we were to do that, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. we would quite quickly would say Margaret Mahi, Joy Cowley, um, Kate DeGoldie, um um, I'm just forgetting everybody who I desperately and don't want to forget now. Two other very special authors who, very, who know who they are. But the point is that once you sort of get to four or five, then you start making... Mandy Hargo was who I was going to <laughs> say, um, and many. And, of course, Alice. We have many who we published, Barbara Ellis and Alice Hunt. Um, but quite quickly you, you get you get agreement over the first three and then after that, you can start then opinion and you know and, and taste and different things comes in. So it's it's a it's a really quick way to if you if I go into a new country, I ask that question: Who are the five best? Mm. Um, and that just gives a framework, I guess. And of course, we go outside that in the looking and and I think then at Gecko Press we try to choose books that are very warm and child centered and often funny. Um, and sometimes unaf- unafraid because because of the books, um, they have to really stand out from the from the other books. There are so many books, so mm. they have to be visibly different. And ours, somehow they sort of are because they might be slightly odd or something, or funny. Yeah. Sometimes I... we take on even challenging topics. <laughs> okay, maybe maybe more funny than challenging, but one gecko book that I really like is Pooh Bum, which has been incredibly successful. And it's very funny. And it's um, mm. Pooh Bum is, um, and we've published it as Parawetta mm. as well, mm-hmm. um, which is the the other side of, of the translation. Um, we could say it's a very intelligent book, and, and um, John McIntyre, of the children's bookshop always used to say he's a they that Simon the Rabbit has a very good set of parents. Mm. I mean they it's quite good parenting in Poobam. And it is what I do like too is that it's a really good way to learn that word exquisite. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Maybe there's a lot of readers who will remember when they first came across that word. Yeah, that'd be good. And where it came from. Um, so to some readers, they would know Pubam as Parawetta and, and so Gekko do 
uh, translations into Te Reo Māori. Can you talk a bit about that and why? Yeah, um, I think that's probably because um, translation is, is at the heart of Gecko Press and some years ago, um, Paul Tibble asked us if, if we could translate a book of ours called Who's Hiding? And so he he translated it, and that was sort of the start of, the start of just um, every year we we try to to publish one book, and one of our best loved books um, in Te Reo Māori. Um, we have to obviously be very. It's not it's not my language, and so it's a it's a great act of we have people who we we have a, a people who are very helpful and um, and whom we trust and in that process of editing and translating and proofreading and all the rest of it um, to know that we do write by the books but we have a, mm. we have about eight now mm. that's great and I think last year we also published um, Gavin Bishop wrote a little book called Mihi um, mm. which is was um, originally in Te Reo Māori and then we've He's now now written Koro, um, and so we've translated that back into English as Pops. Mm-hmm. Mm. And uh, is there a big demand for Tadeo books? Do you find? Um, yes, I I I believe there is. Um, I believe it's it's um, there are many much better able to to speak about it for us. Um, mm. uh, but certainly there are too few books, and especially as I understand from from talking to to um, to Huia in Wellington, who are the really good publishers of of it's it's um, there's too few books written originally in Te Reo Māori. Mm. Um, there's there's a there's more now I think being translated into um, yeah. Mm. So you said that uh, you have uh, translators and, and maybe collaborators, I guess, in the sphere of Te Reo Māori. I think it, it feels like it comes back to that it takes a village kind of concept. People a big that, village, yes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, another thing, thing I was reading about was um, you support some reading charities and, and libraries around the country. Is literacy a big part of what you do? Well, I think um, I think for me, um, at the heart of it is that that we want children to love to love reading, and and um, our vision is that every child has the right to love to read. Um, and so, uh, librarians are are really undersung unsung mm-hmm. heroes. Mm-hmm. There are many unsung heroes who work with children's books. Um, we work closely with uh, with the Porirua Library. They're our kind of adopted library, um, and that means that we we sort of partner a little bit with them, um, and we also Gecko Press also greatly supports school librarians, which mm. are another endangered species. Um, mm-hmm. As you know, schools grow out of their classrooms and um, uh, put classrooms in their libraries and. Um, so those, and often it is the librarians who are, you know, back to that village of who it is that notices that child enough to to give them something that is remotely interesting 
I mean, mm. not everybody loves to read. It's, mm. it's, it's, uh, it comes naturally to some and not to others, doesn't it? Yeah. Do you have any advice for parents whose children might not be uh, so enthused about reading, a little mm. reluctant maybe? Uh, we were talking about it in the office. Um, Rachel said she tried to offer money um, <laughs> unsuc- unsuccessfully, she said. And I've, I, I think that having, I think reading, I think, um, I think reading out loud, reading to children, finding uh, a moment to to have that, um, especially when they're in the first three hundred or thousand days, I think it is. Um, that time mm. where you're where you're just looking at something together and and it doesn't have to have words necessarily um, but it's that um, I think if 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 um, often we don't think well there's people are very dis- distracted back to the distraction um, it's mm. a slowing down time and uh, you know I was as I said I was lucky that my my father read visibly, mm-hmm. also at the table, and um, and so people you don't see as many people reading now, and sometimes they're reading on their phones. It doesn't look like we're reading, but we. Yeah. So advice, I I think that um, I know um, uh, that for some kids it's uh, the Guinness Book of Records, or. It, I think it might be a milk carton sometimes. If you, and I, I think back to a, a child who said to me, "That's a very good book. There are a lot of isers in it." Uh, you know, it's, a, it's it doesn't matter what the book is, mm. but I think it's I think it really is about that taking the time. I think, but I'm not an expert on that. Mm. Sure, that reminds me a little of my own life. Um, I read a lot of Peanuts comics as a kid, uh-huh. and I think my teachers were a little, you know, maybe thought I could be reading a, a book book, but um, yeah. my parents, you know, were, were very pleased that I was reading this, and uh, that's what it was. And yeah. they're very funny, and uh, you learn a lot from Peanuts. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I guess speaking of, uh, you published last year a, a graphic novel for maybe for Older Children by Jonathan King? Yes, we did. Yeah. Yes, it took him three years. Mm. Uh, it's a labour of love. <laughs> I think, um, you know, I, I, I deeply admire writers and illustrators. Um, it's, a, it's a really fantastic... Have you read it? I flicked through flicked. it, but it's, it's, it's on the list. It's a fantastic story because it's sort of page-turning. Mm. Um, and... Um, I had a, a librarian came up to me and said that that it was never never on the shelf that it was always <laughs> it was always out, and someone else um, also with autistic and an autistic child had really enjoyed it. But it's a it's a I guess because he's such he's very visual, bringing mm. his sort of cinem- whatever that the word cinematic. Mm-hmm. Um, experience with him, so the and it's very assured for being. Um, the feedback we've had from overseas, from France, is that it's very classic, and mm. uh, and beautifully, beautifully written and and done. Mm. 
mm-hmm. drawn. Hmm. That's the Enigma mystery. Is, is that yeah. the title? Yeah. By the, the Inkberg Enigma. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's the, the correct Inkberg title. The Inkberg Enigma by Jonathan yeah. King. Yeah, it's really hard to find titles. <laughs> is that something you help out with? It's a village process. Mm-hmm. Uh, the mm-hmm. all of all of publishing is village village mm-hmm. process. It's all it's people from start to start to stop. Cool. Uh, well, I'm I'm just wondering what's what's next on the cards for Gecko. Oh, at the moment, um, well, currently on the cards, I'm trying to do a Bologna book fair virtually, which means having mm. um, which is. That just means having Zoom meetings at <laughs> night. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, next on the cards is to we're really um, working hard with with um, our digital um, with with trying to to reach our readers. I guess um, with you know for our newsletter that we do um, is really important and and our booksellers um, because it's all about sort of connections and. And we have to just do everything as 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 well as we can. This that's the the way of the world now. Mm. There's no there there are no gaps. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, I I've got every confidence that you'll you'll do really well <laughs> with uh, with that village. I'm pleased you have every confidence. <laughs> um, Julia Marshall, uh, founder and, and and CEO of publisher, I guess. Um, we're only four. <laughs> <laughs> Publisher of Gecko Press, um, thank you so much for coming in. Thank you, David. You've um, picked a song as well, which is going to play you out, uh, Leroy Anderson, and the song Typewriter. Mm-hmm. Uh, find the right button, and uh, here we go. Thanks again. Thank you. <laughs>